Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Hello, hello, hello. This is Lucy and I am coming to you with a solo episode today. The topic is how to do shows and other kinds of events where you get in front of people and you basically, it's like fishing in the right pond and you reel in ideal clients and have great sales if you do it right. So this episode is basically covering three areas. So one is the shows themselves, getting in the right one and setting up a booth. Then number two is a technique that's like an enter to win, where you can get a lot of people signing up that are potentially great leads when you have a giveaway. And number three is how you can use events like bridal shows and pet expos and so forth to build a network and grow and continue to cultivate great partnerships with other people in your particular niche. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about getting into any event where your ideal client would be hanging out. And especially an event, well, of course, an event where you can have a booth or a table and you can be seen, you can meet people. As I'll talk about later, you can do some kind of contest or drawing or grow a list that you continue to market to via newsletters and different things. So when it's done right, it can be very successful. But when it's not, then uh, so many people will be like, I tried that. It didn't work. As with anything, of course, the refinements make a huge difference. Now, I'm talking about things that first come to mind, like a bridal expo, or if you're a pet photographer, there are pet events. There is one of my coaching clients who did a horse show, and his pets and animals are his specialty. And the first time he did it, after I'd given him some ideas and then we weren't coaching together anymore, he did manage to bring in a handful of clients that invested maybe three to $600. And then we re-coached again a year later or so, and I helped him set this all up. And he earned about $30,000, I believe, from a weekend His first great lead from that was a $6,000 sale of wall art and possibly books from a portrait of horses. I'm not sure if that one was horses with owners or horses alone, but it was very, very successful. And part of why it was successful is because of how the booth was set up and how I coached he and his partner wife on how to approach people. The fact that it was a highly qualified 
group of people hanging out at this show. And then also he did a Buy It Now program that we'll talk about in a minute that got him really great leads. And obviously those leads turned into cash and happy people and lots of fun. Okay. So, you know, bridal expos, I've done tons of those. If I were just like, I have got to get some people through the door, I would set up at a farmer's market that is in the ideal neighborhood for my clients and do this buy it now program. I'd try that. Some farmers markets allow vendors, some only allow food, and I wouldn't do just a single. I would plan to do like three over six week period so I can be visible. Lots of places to get a booth, including fine art shows. One of my coaching clients used to create photographs of animals that were super cool and like still lifes like you might see hundreds of years ago in paintings in museums, or you'd see them today, (laughs) but they were painted a long time ago. And then we got the idea that instead of trying to sell those personal images, her setting up her promotion for her pet photography business. And right away, because she set up the booth well, she went to an art show that had the ideal clients and she had the whole program in place. I think she got about 20 great clients from one weekend. I think it was like a three-day weekend. So that's what I'm talking about is not accidentally doing an event where there's going to be everybody and his dog, as they say, but where the people who, once you've determined who your ideal client would be, where they hang out and where other people don't. So the the barrier might be where it's located. It might be the ticket price. It might be, I don't know, a number of factors. That being said, something like a bridal show, if it's in a hotel that's in a low economic part of town, of course, you would not probably have the kind of success that you want if you're appealing to the higher end um, bride and groom in terms of the event. You know, we're all equal. There's no high end people, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Whereas in San Diego, we have big events and everybody comes to that. So there's different things that I do with those to attract my ideal client while detracting the people that I am not a good fit for, and it would be a waste of both of our times to you know have consultations and so forth. All right. So think about where you might want to set up. Let me think. So if I was doing executive portraits or contemporary glamour or you know, all the way in boudoir with lingerie, I would look for women's expos where there's a pretty nice ticket price. Anyway, I'm going to have other ideas pop in for different things, but you just want to put your thinking cap on. Now, how to set up a booth. One of the mistakes I think a lot of people make is to set up their booth in a way that is very closed off. So like putting a table in front and standing behind it. 
And not having clear branding, not doing a new backdrop that is in your colors and having signage and different things that identify you as different. And the third one is too many small pictures. I recommend with a booth that you make it open. So if you're going to have a table, you can put it to the side or you can put it to the back. But you want to have an open, inviting environment where people step in. I used to have a little wicker, um, like a love seat and a little coffee table and an easel that I put wedding albums on when I did weddings. So when I had a really good prospect, we would sit down and chat there because people are on their feet. So if they have a chance to sit, it's an awesome idea. I think I also brought a second smaller chair. So I'd have them sit at the love seat and then I'd uh, sit to the side. And as they flipped through albums, we'd be talking. But also when I wasn't sitting, I and my assistant, if I had one, we were smiling. We were asking inviting questions to help people step in and feel like uh, this was a friendly place. I always brought a carpet. My colors used to be beige and kind of a sagey green and a little bit of peach. This was uh, during the wedding days. So I had a background that was, I think I probably used a little soft peach as a background. And I had like five large portraits and an album and, or maybe two albums. And that was it. This isn't a shopping center. This is something where you want to have that wow factor when people walk up. If you go to a bridal show sometime, walk around, take pictures, notice how people are reacting. When I've done that, I've noticed with photographers who are very good photographers that they would have like maybe eight 16 by 20s that they would have on a grid in the back. And I feel like if they had picked their best two that were like showstoppers, they get conversation. It's much more impactful. So go big, 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 big. One little tip, fishing wire that you might catch a shark or a tuna with works great to hang wall portraits. On the background, you loop it if it's the, what do they call it? Post and drape kind of booth. The, the wire can thread through the fabrics and it's strong because you're catching a tuna <laughs> that might be on the line. Um, my brother-in-law caught a tuna that, I don't know, it took him hours and hours and hours between he and a friend that was just under 400 pounds. So that that kind of line is really strong. <laughs> anyway, so that's a hot tip is I, I bring some easels and pop some big pictures on those in near the back and then... Um, hang some from the back wall as I can. If I'm not able to, you know, hang anything, let's say there's no wall, then I just bring a couple of large easels and put a couple of large portraits on the easels. All right. Oh, and then my little table had fabrics that were draped over and 
I think at one point I started bringing just a just a nice little bouquet of flowers. Uh, possibly you could, if you have a relationship with a florist that was going to be at the show, you might ask if there's something they could bring and you'd put their card right next to it. So there's an idea. All right. So set it up so it's open. If you're going to do a contest, uh, uh, you know, enter to win, I recommend that you put a smaller table at the front corner with the 16 by 20 on an easel and the signage and a clipboard or ways for them to enter to win. All right. Did I cover that? Yes. Now, I had an idea last night in thinking about this that I bet you could even do something like this with the Enter to Win program at a charity event where instead of offering um, a, a gift certificate for a portrait session, you sponsor yourself for a table and then you do an Enter to Win. So um, my, I'm working on all of that. So, you know, I'm sure it depends on the event. I used to do that with, there's a children's hospital chapter that did a, a boutique, charity boutique, where a percentage of the income or the sales that a vendor would make went right to children's hospital. When I did that, I did a buy it now option. And where I sold a gift certificate with a $500 value for $100 and anyone that wanted to purchase that could, and that all went to the charity. So that landed me some great clients over the years. I did that one maybe four times, but I would also ponder doing an enter to win and getting even more leads, but I'd have to figure out how to make that profitable for the charity as well. All right. We've done how to set up. Now, how to get the leads. So I've already mentioned the Enter to Win program. And what I do with that is very similar to the Bernie style Facebook ads, but it's in person. So Enter to Win is 16 by 20. Well, this is a little bit different because with the Bernie style ad, it's more like a model call. With an in-person event, it's an enter to win a 16 by 20 or one of 10 second place prizes. That's how I put that. And then I put the value. So, you know, it might be $1,500 value, $1,000 value, depending on your price point of a session and a 16 by 20, not framed, not canvas, because those are upgrade opportunities. And I have a questionnaire and I usually like to have just four questions and ones that can give me an idea how kind of help pre-qualify them a little bit. So one question is always about if you win this, who would you love to have in the portrait? You know, what, if you have kids, what are their ages? So sort of some facts. Number two would be something emotional, like uh, what is something funny that your dog does every day? So that's getting in on a fun personal level. And then number three might be if you were to win this, where would you love to display this in your home as art? 
So we're planting seeds. And then number four is a networking opportunity. And so I say, what other small businesses do you recommend? I'm stumbling on how I say it, but basically I'm asking, who do you recommend that takes care of your pet or your baby or, you know, vendors that you enjoy for your wedding, something like that. Small businesses, not Target, not, you know, not uh, big places. And that gives me a lead in to contact a small business and say, Marilyn Works recommended you and I want to know more about your business. I love to have referrals to great services in our niche. And so I'd love to know more. And then you can meet for coffee and you can build a relationship and you can get them in your thank you gift program, which is another topic um, for another day. So uh, those are the four questions I usually ask. Very important that you get their phone number and their snail mail address. If they're not willing to do that, they're not somebody that I think would be a great fit. So I want the addresses because one of the things I highly recommend is that you send printed materials out at least once a quarter. Something fun, something that's not an advertisement, could be a really cool photograph, definitely a holiday card. So uh, when you get the snail mail, if you're in the right place with the right leads, you can use another marketing strategy, which is to stay in front of potential future clients. The phone number is so that I can call them up and I can text them and say, congratulations, you are one of the winners in my drawing. And then you take it from there. And so a little information about how this all works is you've got one winner that's winning the 16 by 20. That anybody that seems like a likely candidate has qualified to win one of the second place prizes, which is a session and enough credit to purchase either one small print or a one and a half. So if your eight by tens are, let's say, $200 they might win a $250 gift certificate. So they've got that little other money on the side there. I de-emphasize that they're winning an eight by 10 because that gets people focused in on a small size. Okay, so one of the most important things that you need to do is once you get those hot leads, you start calling them up like right away, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then sending a little text that says, hey, that was me on the phone, if they don't answer. Um, just letting you know, congratulations, you've won one of the prizes from the horse show from my booth. Uh, okay, so you also then send an email and you want to call them at least three times. Now, the last phone call will be haven't heard back from you. If you're still interested, please get in touch with me within five days, we'll say. And if I don't hear from you, I will assume you're not interested or you're no longer interested 
and I will award this to someone else. So that's that part. Now, with a wedding show, I never did anything like this before, and I'm sure there are ways to make this work. The questions would be narrowing down to, I'd want to know the venue, how many bridesmaids, do they already have a photographer? Um, I might ask a couple of like, who are you using for your cake? You know, just a few little uh, things that would give you a clue, cake, florist, caterer, so that you've got a clue as to whether or not this might be, be your ideal client. And the enter to win could be either an engagement session or a bridal portrait session or something that should they book you, they they might win a bonus something. So I can see uh, it would need a little thought and I might find that um, I spent some time photographing people that in no way were they looking for a photographer like me. But there's also, you know, I'd still be kind of open to it because if you've listened to this show more than today, you know that I'm going to be selling my work in person. So if I get somebody for an engagement session and it turns out they're looking for a shoot and share photographer for the wedding, I still have that opportunity to sell them wall portraits and albums and things from that engagement session. So anywho, moving on to the networking. If you've listened to me a lot, you might have heard that one of the best ways that I get clients in the wedding industry and when I'm coaching, that I help my coaching clients is through building great relationships with other vendors in the industry. This is also a good tip for pet photographers or if you're in some other specialty niche where there are a lot of individually owned and small businesses that serve that community, it can be great. So when I do a show, I set up early, like an hour early, and then I walk around and I meet other people that are setting up their booths or they're already there. I take their materials. I pass out their cards. I say hello to people I already know and I schmooze basically. And then when I've got people in my booth, after I've had a nice conversation with them, let's say that, you know, ideally happens, whether I'm booked or not on their date, I will ask who else or what else they're looking for. So if they say a cake baker, I would say, well, my favorite is Flower Power. They're in the next row over. Great samples. Tell the owners I said hello. Or if my florists are there that I like or caterers or DJs or anything, I'm as interested at a show in sending people over to them uh, as I am um, getting good leads for myself because it actually has potential to get a lot of leads for me back from those vendors. And if they're hearing my name over and over again from other potential brides and grooms, don't you think that goes a long way in people wanting to refer you back? Well, it does, the right people. Um, Same if I was doing a pet 
expo. I'd be walking around. I'd be finding small businesses. I'd be meeting people. I'd be then later um, contacting people and saying, hey, I met you at the show. I also invite people to come to my booth when they need a break and sit and hang out at my booth. I welcome them because you get kind of tired of um, being on your feet and talking all day. So, um, you know, make it a very welcoming space. Um, So, yes. So I'm looking for new vendors and I'm referring people that I already know. Now, I don't only refer someone that sends me work back because if I've worked with, let's say, a florist that did a great job and her pricing was in that middle range, I would rather have her at my wedding than someone I don't know because I know the work is going to be beautiful. She's going to be on time. The bouquet is not going to fall apart. You know, it'll be fun. You know, she's friendly. So I, give referrals because I want to be helpful. And the side benefit is because I do it intentionally, then I get leads back. All right. Um, So I already mentioned, if you do a show and you do an enter to win, it's very important that you call them and you call them right away and um, follow up with those phone calls. Sometimes people don't pick up their phone these days. So that's why I always do that right away, a text, because um, sometimes people will text right back. I don't give too much information about what they won if I'm not picking up the phone. If you want to learn more about what I do and how I turn those into great clients that invest really well in wall art, feel free to contact me if you go to lucydumascoaching.com, Lucy with an I you'll find a link to my calendar and we can just set up a chat if you've got any questions or anything. Um, Love to talk to you. All right. Number six, something I didn't. um, So this is a little bonus. I've had clients and friends of mine set up a quickie booth at a show and uh, do like a two minute quick hair and makeup fluff and then a social media photograph. And then what she also did is then she sold her contemporary glamour slash boudoir sessions at the booth for a special price. And I might have worked in a, another, like an enter to win opportunity with that or upgrade or something to get more leads. But she did get quite a few great leads and she built her email list and contact list. So there are things you can do that aren't like giving away the farm (laughs) for nothing. Um, I do not recommend a booth ever where they pay you to photograph their pet or you know, couples or whatever it would be. Mm -mm. Okay. I think that's all I have in my brain for today. Um, So just a quick review. You want your booth to be open, friendly, well-branded, good signage, big pictures, framed. Having a frame around a nice portrait at a booth really sets it apart from all of the people that are going to have gallery wraps or just a display with a bunch of 
photographs that don't have frames around it. So big um, easels, nice looking easels, not rickety little, I don't know, pine <laughs> things, but find some nice easels. Have a place where people can sit. Have, you know, if you want to have like a little, I don't know, I don't, I've never done like a candy bowl, but so anyway, a nice looking booth that's inviting and some way to capture leads that could directly turn into business if it's something like an enter to win. Pick events where your ideal clients will be attending. So, for example, the caution, I did a children and baby expo in downtown San Diego years ago. And everybody, everybody was there. And I hadn't learned this idea of the enter to win. And then the good questions to determine who might be ideal clients. So I, you know, it was nice to get a lot of compliments on my work, but I didn't get any work out of it. (laughs) And oh, also here's another caution. Someone that was there, besides having children's portraits, he had some very suggestive boudoir portraits in his booth. And I can't tell you how many people came over to me and said that that was upsetting to them. So be careful what you set up where, because at the Women's Expo, totally perfect place to have, you know, sexy pictures of women um, because it's not going to be full of children. You know, probably be some there. But anyway, so that was another little caution. All right. Make it friendly. Find a way that you can connect with clients later and book them. One of the things I did at the bridal show so that I didn't get a hundred inquiries that were of no value is I did hand out a price list that showed that I was an investment. Ordinarily, I don't recommend talking about money in situations like this because The price shoppers are not our perfect clients. But in this case, I was putting it out not for the price shoppers to hire me, but for them to go away because I needed people that were comfortable when they saw, oh, you know, middle prices around here, that that was comfortable, um, but it wasn't a factor in their wanting to work with me. All right. Important to follow through afterwards with whatever program you have. Important to get the full contact info so you can call, so you can send some snail mail as well as emails and such. And I think that's it. So remember, you can go to lucydumascoaching.com, Lucy with an I, and get in touch or there's other goodies there. There's the 10 big ideas for marketing in the real world ebook that you can sign up for. I've got a private group if you're not already in it called the Profitable Photographer. And then I just added slash in-person sales with Lucy Dumas because there's a Facebook group that just closed that was called in-person sales for photographers. So I just want people to know that I love talking about in-person sales. So jump over there and I will let you in if you're a photographer. And um, I think that's all for today. 
So I'm sending a great big wave and a smile. And if you want, I'll also give you a hug. All right. Okay. Bye for now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.